are some things we can do to relieve the stress, not only for ourselves, but for our students? I mean, if you think about it, our schedules get so busy during these three weeks. There's so much crammed into this time and we're trying to get everything done. And then we're expecting our students and ourselves to be able to just carry on as normal at school. And that's really hard, especially for our students. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20 year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, a cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for being here. You are listening to episode number four of the Middle School Cafe podcast. If you are listening to the podcast the day that it drops, then we are just two days away from Thanksgiving here in the United States. And that means that you are just a few days away from a well-deserved long weekend. My district doesn't have school on Wednesday, so I am looking at a five-day weekend, and I am super excited about that. Whatever your plans are for this weekend, I hope that you get some well-deserved rest and are able to kind of put your thoughts about school to the side and not worry about it until next week. It'll still be there, so take some time with your friends and your family this weekend. With Thanksgiving, that means that we are also just three weeks away from winter break. So these three weeks can be super stressful. They can be long. It can seem like there are a million weeks between Thanksgiving and winter break. So that's what I want to chat about today. What are some things we can do to relieve the stress, not only for ourselves, but for our students? I mean, if you think about it, our schedules get so busy during these three weeks. There's so much crammed into this time and we're trying to get everything done. And then we're expecting our students and ourselves to be able to just carry on as normal at school. And that's really hard, especially for our students. When I think about the things that my students are involved in over these three weeks, they're ending their sports seasons. They're probably part of choirs and band and orchestra and different plays and different events that are happening at school, in addition to just all the family holiday stuff that comes up. So when you think about it, our students are coming to our classes already just so exhausted. They might be having fun, then that's great, but they're so tired when they get to our first period class. So I know from my own experience that that means I need to kind of change things up just a little bit. I want to keep my regular routine, but I want to change things up just a little bit to entice those tired students to participate in learning opportunities that I am presenting. Now, I recognize with today's topic that there are going to be some people who think, oh, we can't be talking about holidays in the classroom. 
And then there'll be other people like me who think that we can capitalize on this holiday season and entice our students to really just engage in the opportunities that we're presenting. But we definitely need to be responsible. So I'm not saying go out and buy a bunch of menorahs and Santa Clauses and decorate your room. We want to make sure that we are representing the students in our class, but also the community that we serve. So we want to be responsible about that. So let's look at some ways that you can be sure that you're representing the students and the community that you serve. So the first thing that I would say is to ask your students. You are going to want to ask your students what kind of holidays do they celebrate? And don't just limit it to the time between Thanksgiving and winter break. Just open it up to any of the holidays that any people of different faiths or different cultures celebrate. This is a great time of year to do that because people are already focused on holidays. So you can just add that to your conversation. So ask the students. This gives students ownership over what they're learning, and it kind of provides some of that buy-in that they want to know different things. And it helps you to know who's in your classroom. There may be students who represent a holiday or a tradition that you're not aware of. And so simply by asking your class what they want to learn about and what they want to know more about or what do they celebrate, you're going to be able to understand who's in your class, and then it'll help you to prepare your lessons. So don't just have a conversation, though. Provide opportunities for students to write to you. So I like to have a full class conversation. That's great, and I love those conversations. But when I'm trying to get all the students' voices heard, I also want to provide either a Google form or maybe an exit ticket on a note card just to allow those who maybe don't want to raise their hand or don't want to say in front of the class something that they do, but they'd be willing to write it to you. I just want to make sure that I'm providing opportunities for all voices to be heard. And then we also want to make sure that we are being inclusive. So even if the only holidays that students talk about are Hanukkah and Christmas, we want to make sure that we're still being inclusive because within the United States, we have lots of cultures. And so we want to make sure that we're representing those cultures as well. So be inclusive. Absolutely start your holiday celebration with the ones that are in your class, but find ways where you can also include things that people do around the world. And I have a couple of ideas that I'm going to share in just a moment. Don't feel like you have to simply represent your class. You can think beyond that and think beyond to the world. One of my writing activities that I do in these three weeks between Thanksgiving and winter break is talking about traditions. Traditions, not only holiday traditions, but traditions in terms of culture and in terms of different people around the world. So we do a short reading on what traditions are. We talk about why different cultures have them and why they're important and what they represent. And then I simply ask students to write about one of their traditions. It can be a family tradition, a religious tradition, a cultural tradition, whatever they want to write about is great. I open it up. So some of my students write about birthdays. Some of them have written about like first day of school traditions that they have. Some write about things that they do with their grandparents. And this is a great activity because it's fairly inclusive. 
I've had very few students over the years who are not able to participate in an activity like this because regardless of their beliefs and because I've opened it up to things beyond just the winter holidays, people have traditions in their families and they're able to write about those. So it's a fairly inclusive activity. It's easy. I tend to then have them write it out on small pieces of paper and then we use those as our holiday quote unquote, holiday decorations in our classroom for this season. We also like this activity because it lends itself to those students who want to talk about the holidays, who are excited about Hanukkah coming or Christmas coming or any of the other winter holidays. And so they can talk about it and they get to talk about it. But it's also allows students who maybe don't celebrate those holidays to still participate in the activity. So everybody gets to participate. It's all inclusive and it helps respectfully represent our classroom and our community. One other thing that I do during that particular writing activity is I like to bring in little stories from around the world. So I have a collection of stories that I've collected over the years, and they're like one or two paragraphs each. And it just gives the students an idea of maybe how people in Venezuela are celebrating a holiday or how people in Germany are celebrating a holiday. And it's brought a lot of great discussion with students because sometimes students don't recognize that what they're doing in their family stems from a tradition in Europe or stems from a tradition in Africa or Australia or wherever the story is coming from. And so they like to hear those stories. And again, that entices them to want to talk about what their traditions are. And then also entices them to complete their writing activity. So if you are somebody who is not comfortable with bringing the holidays into the classroom, or maybe you work in a district where you're not allowed to have any holiday discussion at all, I would still encourage you to change things up just a little bit between Thanksgiving and winter break, because again, students are still participating in those activities outside of school, and they're still coming to your classroom super exhausted, waiting for winter break to get here. So what I would encourage you to do is to think seasonally and not holiday. So think about different activities that you can do to celebrate season, the ending of fall, the beginning of winter, and you can still do some fun activities that will entice them to participate in the learning opportunities. So I have a couple of ideas for you on this as well. Maybe you can do a combination of things from the holiday traditions to the seasonal activities. The first activity that I'm going to talk about are the visual writing prompts. This is a super low prep activity, but has high returns for you. Visual writing prompts are simply finding a picture from the internet or from a resource, a picture that depicts anything seasonal. So that could be a winter scene in the snow, maybe a picture of people skiing, and then students just get to be creative and then they get to write about it. So I have one picture that I love to use, and it is a close-up picture of a pair of pink mittens, and they have snow kind of crusted and snow ice crusted on them, and that's the picture. I just put it up. They're laying in the snow, and I just let the kids decide what they want to write about. They use that picture as their inspiration. We've had narratives and stories about people playing in the snow, all the way to dark mysteries about who the gloves belong to and how they got there. And so there's no real 
direction for the students other than to use their imagination. And this is one of those activities that you could do pretty much any time of year if you just change out the picture. I did this with a Halloween activity. I didn't have Halloween, but we did spooky stories. And then I also had fall stories for the students. And they just wrote. And we had some great stories and the kids got to use their imagination. And they were highly engaged and involved not just in the writing, but then they wanted to share their writing. So it was a great activity for all of us. Another super fun, really low prep activity that you could do is just simply set the stage for reading. Do something a little bit different. And I got this idea from a friend of mine, maybe like five years ago, and I've done it every year since then, and the kids love it. And again, it's just simply setting the stage for reading. So you find a YouTube video, and that could be of like a crackling fire, or maybe snow falling outside your window. Or if you live in a very snowy place, maybe you have a beach scene outside your window on the screen, and you just play the video. There's no audio to it. Although with the crackling fire, I do play the audio. But with the snow one, I don't. I just have it on mute and I just play it and let the kids kind of relax a little bit. In my classes that have good behavior or have demonstrated a little bit more self-control, I'll let them sit on the floor. I might let them move seats to sit by a friend. I might let them put their feet up on a chair. Some students like to sit on the floor and that's fine. And I just let them get cozy. So we get to, in class, read our books all curled up cozy next to the fire, all curled up by the window looking at the snow. And the first time you do this, you might have students who spend a little more time than usual just watching the snowfall or watching the fire. But after the second time, even the third time, they're just going to be, it's just going to be ambience for the class. I usually turn off one of the lights, depending on how dark it is outside. And I just let them enjoy the reading, make it super low prep, but we're all engaged. So there's a reading activity and a writing activity for you that has nothing to do with the holidays, but kind of changes things up just enough during these crazy stressful weeks that your students will be engaged. All right. So I hope that I've got you thinking a little bit about how you can change up some things in these three weeks to reduce the stress both for you and for your students. On the blog that posted today are also some additional ideas that you can do. So I will link to today's blog post in the show notes for you. And I will also list a couple of additional resources that you can use during this time if you're looking for ways that you can change things up just a little bit, but still be focused on academics and still keep your students learning. So thank you so much for listening today. If you have found value in any of the episodes, I would love for you to give me a five-star rating and share this episode with some of your teacher friends. Next, we're going to be talking about something that I get asked about all the time, and that's student motivation. So how do you get your students motivated to read, especially your reluctant readers? I have a few ideas for you, and I can't wait to share them. So until next time, have a great week.